the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, June the 23rd, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on June 23rd, 1972, President Richard Nixon signed Title IX, barring discrimination on the basis of sex for any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. President Nixon and Congress, I'm sure, back in 1972, had no idea where all that would go. They had no idea that someday we would be discussing whether or not boys who say they feel like a girl, so therefore they are a girl, would be competing with women in women's sports. But that's where we've come to. Today in 1888, abolitionist Frederick Douglass, he received one vote from the Kentucky delegation at the Republican Convention in Chicago. That effectively made him the first black candidate to have his name placed in nomination for U.S. president. The nomination went to Benjamin Harrison. Today in 1904, President Theodore Roosevelt, he was nominated for a second term of office at the Republican National Convention in Chicago. Today in 1931, aviators Wiley Post and Harold Gaddy, they took off from New York on a round-the-world flight. It lasted eight days, 15 hours. Today in 1947, the Senate joined the House in overriding President Harry S. Truman's veto of the Taft-Hartley Act. That was designed to limit the power of organized labor. Organized labor obviously prevailed. Today in 1995, Dr. Uh, Jonas Salk, he developed the first vaccine to halt polio. He died in La Jolla, California. He was 80 years old. And Justice Clarence Thomas, the black man on the Supreme Court who is brilliant, loved by all conservatives, including myself, he has a birthday today, 73 years old. Happy birthday, Clarence. You deserve a happy day. He speaks the truth, and he speaks it with clarity when he speaks. But he's known to be silent for long periods of time. Interesting, interesting person. But God bless him, and happy birthday. In a uh, survey that was released yesterday afternoon, voters overwhelmingly believe that freedom is important, and a majority are against a religious freedom is important, and a majority are against requiring faith-based institutions to hire those who don't share their beliefs. That's, of course, been an issue in recent months, the last couple of years. Rasmussen reports and Summit. Summit is a um, conservative organization. They have teachers there. Uh, Jim Dobson has taught there. Um, all, you, all of the conservative leaders you can think of have probably taught there at one time or another. Uh, in fact, Jim Dobson made me aware of that years ago of, of them. I wasn't aware that this organization existed, but he told me about it. And I sent my son there, um, I think it was three times. 
uh, two summers he went as a student. It's a week long. It's like a summer camp, but it's 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 teaching. I mean, they have breaks, but it's pretty intense. But Josh McDowell, all these kinds of guys have taught there over the years. And it's they teach kids conservative values and a conservative worldview is what it's about. It's in Manitou Springs. It's just up above uh, Colorado Springs. If you're, you go up the hill there above the Colorado Springs, you get into Manitou. And it's, it's based there. And uh, Dr. Na- David Noble was the founder of that. I think he still runs it. But anyway, it's a great organization. Anyway, all of that to say that Summit and Rasmussen did this survey. They found that 82% of likely U.S. voters think freedom of religion is important to a healthy American society. 82% of of, um, American voters. 67% of those 82%, they said it's very important. Only 9% disagreed with that. Freedom of religion is important to a healthy American society. 82% say yes, 9% say no, it doesn't matter. I mention that because I think it's important, but I'm going to come back to that in just a couple of minutes. I want to talk to you a little bit about how our children are being educated. But I noticed this morning that Brandy Cruz uh, in Seattle, she tweeted on Twitter, and so did Rance um, from My Northwest. It's a publication here in the Northwest, mostly, but it's pretty widely read. But the tweet says, the current Seattle City Council president, who is, and that that's Lorena Gonzalez, who is, she doesn't mention her name, but she just refers to her as the current Seattle City Council president, but who is also a front-runner in the race for mayor, supports charging admission to white people only for an event taking place in a publicly-owned park. Uh, she's drawing attention to the fact that those that prof- profess to be fighting racism all the time, I mean, I get sick and tired of hearing about it. I mean, nobody wants racism, but these people will use anything to try to drive a wedge between somebody of color and somebody that's white. I mean, that's that's really what they're doing to try to get a political advantage. I, I believe that. I mean, there was a time when I thought, well, man, these guys are really sincere about it. They're not sincere about this. They're using it as a political lever to get what they want. In the case of Lorena Gonzalez, she just wants to be the next mayor of Seattle. So she, anyway, she's she is the uh, city council president right now. So she's telling people, tweeting the, uh, yesterday or this morning. I'm not. It was this morning actually. She she is tweeting that um, at this event that's taking place at a publicly owned park. I don't know which park, but anyway, she's advocating that white people be charged and everybody else get in free. And these people are the banner carriers for against racism. Well, I'll tell you. Last night there, or yesterday afternoon, there was another uproar in Virginia, the school board meeting. Parents were arrested. Actually, it was yes, last night. Parents were arrested while they were protesting critical race theory in this Virginia school board meeting. It's in Loudoun County, Virginia. I talked about that last two weeks ago when they had their last board meeting there. Same thing happened. It wasn't quite as rowdy as this one was. This one became very rowdy. Parents are just upset and they're exasperated because they don't know what to do. 
and they see what's happening to their children. They see what their public school is doing to their kids, and they don't know what to do, so they show up at this school board meeting, as we've always known was the right thing to do, and address our concerns because we as parents pay the bills through our taxes, and we as parents are supposed to be the authoritative figure in our children's lives. So we show up at these school board meetings, and we should do so, and we should continue to do so. And in this case, the superintendent of schools declared the board meeting a riot and declared that it was closed, it was shut down. Interestingly enough, he doesn't have the authority to do that. And there's people this morning looking into that, some lawyers in Virginia looking into that and saying, wait a minute, this guy can't do that. He doesn't have that authority. The governor does, but he doesn't. He's not the governor of anything. So anyway, they called it a riot or an unlawful assembly. And uh, some of the footage was posted on Twitter this morning. Two arrests were made for trespassing after it was declared unlawful and a riot or unlawful assembly. Both were put out there. But anyway, they were arrested for trespassing on the public school that they pay for because they refused to leave. They wanted answers from the school board, and the school board wouldn't give them answers. That's a bit of what's going on in our world today, and you probably already knew the spirit of that if you didn't know the detail of it. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6 says, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee. He will not forsake thee. School boards probably will fail you in too many cases. Sometimes even Christian leaders, pastors and otherwise will fail you. All of us are broken and we fail. And sometimes the people we look up to fail. Often our government that we depend on fails school boards, whatever, God will not fail nor forsake you. Keep that in mind. First Samuel chapter 12, verse 22, For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. You are God's person if you are saved, if you know Christ personally. You are his person. Just let that sort of sink in in all of the noise of what's going on in our world today. I want to talk about some of the noise, but I don't want you to get focused so much on the noise that you forget that there is a quiet place where we know God and God knows us. And that's in the very center of our being, our heart, as we say. And God sees us as Christians, as his people. And he will not forsake you or fail you ever, not ever, always. He will be there and he's with us. I want to thank you for your support of this ministry. Without it, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I guess some ministries, you know, have huge budgets and are backed up with huge kinds of, you know, reserves or whatever. I don't know, but. I know we don't, and I want to thank you for standing with us daily, weekly, monthly, 
<clears throat> so we can pay our bills and continue to do what we're doing. Every month is on the table, as they say. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I failed this morning just before I came on the air. I took one last drink of coffee. Man, I need to quit doing that, but it was so good this morning. I don't know, just extra good. But thank you for standing with us, and thank you for your support. It is It makes this possible. Our address, and we need it. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Or you can go to our website, faithandfreedom.us, and you can, uh, you can donate online. A lot of people do that as well. Faithandfreedom.us. A lot of faith and freedoms out there, so be sure you get .us. You'll see my name. You'll see Faith and Freedom. You'll see my name on there. We've added that, so you'll know you're on the right website. Thank you so much in advance. Thank you for standing with us. Fortunately, somebody had a video and had the sense to take a video of what was happening in a school board meeting, a different school board meeting. Nine-year-old Novali. In fact, you can't go anywhere today without somebody running a video of what's going on. I mean, everybody's got iPhones pretty much, and they're always taking pictures of themselves or videos of what's going on uh, in any given set of circumstances. So you can pretty well bet that anything that happens in today's environment, it's going to be on video, and this was. But this um, nine-year-old uh, Novali is her first name. She was confronting her school board after their hypocrisy regarding political advocacy and indoctrination in her school. Yeah, this nine-year-old came prepared with a with a written uh, comment that she wanted to give to her school board, and they, they gave her permission in advance to speak and so on. Well, the video of what she said has gone viral because her message connects with millions of kids and parents who agree with her. Former two-time Attorney General Bill Barr agrees he gave a speech not corresponding or responding to what this child said in this board meeting the other day. And this is not the Virginia. This is a different one. But it was the same thing. This two-time U.S. Attorney General, a brilliant man, a good Attorney General, he's saying the same thing this nine-year-old was saying. It's on everybody's mind. Everybody's concerned about education. They want their children educated. But they don't want them indoctrinated, and that's where we find ourselves in America today. Anyway, this girl, I'll come back to her in a moment, was pretty direct with the school board. Bill Barr says the greatest threat to religious liberty in America today, he said, is the increasingly militant and extreme secular progressive climate of our state-run education system. Well, that's true. Nine-year-old Novali, she gets that, so she confronts her school board in Minnesota. Nine years old, she spoke to the board about a recent experience that she had had at her school. As is always the case, someone had a phone, they turned it on in the video. I wrote an article on this today at faithandfreedom.us, and I included the video in that. It's embedded in the article that I wrote about this subject. But this nine-year-old is seen, you can see that if you want to go on our website, this nine-year-old is seen on video confronting the school board for putting Black Lives Matter posters around her school. They were all over the place. 
and they are in many schools, despite a ban on political posters. So she says she asked her principal to take down the posters, but he refused. The principal, she's nine years old, but the principal told her that the school board members were the ones who made the posters. She said, oh, okay, well, I'll go talk to the school board members. So she goes to this. Her mother was with her. And she says, she says, the posters are calling for an end. She told the school board, are calling for an end of police rioting and burning buildings while King Governor Tim Walz sits, just sits on his throne and watches. Some of the posters had been changed a little bit, but the nine-year-old caught that change as well. And she told the board, quote, she said, these posters can't be changed by reworking the color or the font. That's the print on them. She said, I'm nine years old and I know that. You expect me to believe that you did not know what you were doing when you were making these posters. Come on, people. You're telling us one thing and you're doing something else. Then she quoted MLK, Martin Luther King, about not judging someone by the color of their skin, but by their personality is what she said. He said character, but anyway, her word was personality. She quoted from his I Have a Dream speech. She said, that dream has come true. I do not care. I don't look at the color of the skin, but you are making me think about it and forcing me to look at the color of the skin. Well, that's great truth. Neither the school board nor the principal would respond to this. The press called them, especially conservative press. But parents, and in many cases, their children are getting sick and tired of paying thousands of dollars in, for, in taxes for public education and getting nothing but indoctrination. I've been saying that for years on this radio program since we started and before that, even in the daily uh, Faith and Freedom Daily column I write. We are getting sick and tired of this. We are pro-education. I'm pro-education. I believe in education. The Bible teaches that we are to be educated, but we're not talking about education. We're talking about indoctrination in the, under the guise of public education. It started out right, but it's ended up very very badly. Noah Webster, the founder of public education, one of our founding fathers, he had the right idea. He had the right beliefs in in place. He said once, discipline our youth in early life in sound maximums, moral, political, and religious duties, according to the Bible. He also said in his speech, education is useless without the Bible. He said the Bible was America's basic textbook in all fields as we began education in America. He said, in my view, the Christian religion is most important and one of the first things in which all children under a free government ought to be instructed. No truth is more evident to my mind than that the Christian religion must be the basis of any government intended to secure the rights and privileges of a free people. And many others echoed that truth. That's how public education started. That was then. This is now. Try to connect those two. You can't do it. Just this year, more than 1.3 million kids have been withdrawn from public schools to be placed in alternative settings, private, homeschooling, etc. I know there was a lockdown across America because of the Fauci's pandemic, but I will tell you, I will tell you, this is going to go beyond just this lockdown. As schools open up in the fall, I think we're going to see a lot of empty deaths, and so does public education, and they're getting scared to death because that represents dollars to each school district. Former A.G. Barr, he says, government schools, 
are the number one anti-religious force in America now. And this guy is not just off the cuff. I mean, he's brilliant. He gave a speech at Alliance Defending Freedom. They give away every year the Edwin Meese Award at a banquet. Barr received that this year. In fact, it was just a week or so ago. And he spoke there as well. He said it may no longer be fair, practical, or even constitutional to provide publicly funded education solely through the vehicle of state-operated schools. The speech is coming from someone of his stature and his experience. It should cause every parent to pause, every grandparent to pause and give thought to the education that your child will no longer get as you write your checks, your tax checks every year, and the indoctrination that they'll get from government-run schools is what your tax money is paying for. Plus, they are stealing your children. They're stealing the minds and ultimately the hearts of your children. I wrote about this today. I would encourage you to read it. There's, there's links there to a lot more information. But let me just touch on it on the program. He's a legal lion. I mean, he's brilliant. He's put together a strong arg- argument that half a century of Supreme Court decisions combined with the left's long march, an advocate of Marxism, of course, the long march through the institutions has pushed U.S. public schools so far from religious neutrality that they may now comprise a government-established preference for the atheist religion. There were founding fathers who expressed that concern. He knows that. Barr knows it. He's read that. If I know it, he certainly knows it. But some of our founding fathers said, we, are a f- we fear that religious freedom could allow, because of the nature of it, could allow atheists because they're accommodated under America's banner of freedom, it could cause them to become somewhat of a state religion. And that's exactly what's happened in public education. Barr says the heavy-handed enforcement of secular progressive orthodoxy through government-run schools is totally incompatible with traditional Christianity and other major religious traditions in our country. In light of this development, We must confront the reality, he says, that it may no longer be fair, practical, or even constitutional to provide publicly funded education solely through the vehicle of state-operated schools. There's a great misconception. Many of us go around wringing our hands today, and I say us in America. I'm fairly well informed because of what we do. But many of us walk around as parents wringing our hands saying, man, oh man, they've taken religion out of schools. And um, boy, that's too bad. But I mean, I understand. I mean, you know, it's not fair for one religion over another and blah, blah, blah. That isn't what's happening. The schools aren't just blocking Christianity out of schools. They're replacing it with a religious humanism and secularism. That's an adult misconception, according to Barr. He said, we need to be aware of this that we're being fooled, we're being deceived. Well, many American adults believe U.S. public schools keep religion out of the classroom, he said. The era ended with their childhoods, meaning those of us who are parents or grandparents. It may have been like that when you and I went to school, good memories, great school, you know, and all of that. It's not that way anymore. Barr says too many Americans are dangerously unaware that today's public schools forcefully instruct children in specific religious and political beliefs that openly undermine Christianity and therefore the private government necessary to preserve the United States foundational 
natural rights regime. And what he's talking about there, he doesn't mention Blackstone, but what he's talking about there is a, a guy named Blackstone. And Blackstone is the person who, uh, Sir William Blackstone, he codified biblical law into civil law. And his commentaries on law were recognized as the ultimate authority in America well over a century, probably 150 years after the United States was formed. It's only in recent years that he has been pushed aside as, you know, old news. Ah, we don't need that anymore. We don't want to hear about laws that were derived from biblical teaching and all that kind of thing. But there, without a basic law structure, there is no society and there is no culture. And that's what that's what Barr is getting at in this speech. And this he doesn't only only give this speech here. I mean, I'm sure he's talking about that in a lot of places. He said it's come through a, a phased in, but it's come very definitely to our public school education. And our public school education is miserably failing. And he says parents are pulling kids out of there like crazy. Well, there are um, there are polls and there are reports that verify what he was saying. For example, Associated Press this week, they um, published an article. They were trying to talk it up and talk parents into not taking their kids out of public school. But Associated Press noted that in San Francisco, for example, public school enrollment has plunged as mostly white families are fleeing the San Francisco school district. Well, that's happening in a number of cities. And they have been blaming it. They say, well, it's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. All the kids will gather back and blah, blah, blah. That's not going to happen because parents are saying, no, we found a better way. And we're sick and tired of public schools anyway. Just in San Francisco, 1,700 public school students have left the city's district this past year. Yes, there was a shutdown, but they said, no, we won't be coming back. We're now doing homeschooling, we're doing private schooling, religious schooling, whatever, and we feel much more comfortable with this. 1,700 students in one school district, that amounts to a, an initial loss of about $20 million in their state funding. You put that across the nation, enrollment in preschool to 12th grade dropped 2.6% across 41 states this fall. And it will it will be reflected this fall. And the decline was steepest among white students because the parents are saying, I'm sick and tired of critical race theory and all this junk that's going on in the school. And I'm taking my kid over here. God bless them. They're doing the right thing. And that's why I'm talking about this today. We need to be aware. This isn't just me talking, taking the moment on the radio today to talk about, well, you know, I don't really support public schools. I not only don't support them, I'm telling you that they have become the flip, the, the abstract, absolute reverse of what it started out to be. It isn't, if you're over 40, like I am, it isn't the school you went to anymore. It was only in your lifetime that prayer was outlawed in school. That scripture was outlawed in school. That a kid can't stand up and say, I'm a Christian, if they're the valedictorian of their class. All of this stuff has been has been removed. And now they've created a culture that they say, separation of church and state, religion neutral. But it isn't. Humanism, atheism has become the religion of public education in America. Well, this is one of those days that I wish... I had another half hour 
to talk. Some of you are wishing I had only had 15 minutes. I'm, I'm kidding. But thank you so much for being with me. We'll continue our conversation right here tomorrow.